Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. From bow hunt and board to sport fish and marlin to wrestling gators, let's catch up with our adventure guide, Misty Wells, and let's take it outside. That's right, everybody. We are going wild and taking it outside right now. I'm glad that you're joining us on the show today. And I want to let you know that crime does not pay, but you know what does? Fishing. There's so many great upcoming tournaments right now where you can win lots of cash. I mean, I'm talking a year's salary plus. We've got the Suncoast Kingfish Classic at Gators on the Pass. That's April 11th through the 13th. $20,000 $20,000 guaranteed payout. Ding Darlin' Tarpon Tournament at Dock Fords in May as well. 30000 minimum, 100% payout on that tournament, which I will be fishing, hoping to get up on the board. If you want to get in some bigger money, you got to go down to the Cayman Islands with the Cayman Billfish Rundown. We're talking a half a million dollars guaranteed payout in May. That's May 14th through the 17th. And then I'll be headed south, hopefully with my next guest, to the Key West Marlin Tournament. Again, guaranteed $50,000. A few years ago, we came in second overall. We won ladies and the Wahoo division in that and walked away with some nice glass and a really big check. So I'm just saying it's a lot of fun. You can make a lot of money. You can also spend a lot of money, but you can have fun doing it. Get out there, look for your local tournaments, and have some fun. So I want to tell you today, of course, you have me, Misty Wells, your host, and soon joining us will be Captain Tommy LaRange giving us the offshore report and keeping it outside. Next, we are going to change gears, though, to Captain Wes. Now, when I talked to Wes a few days ago... And he told me this inshore fishing report. I said, you've got to be on the show because if I didn't know you, I wouldn't believe you. And uh, he's got a great fishing story and some great fishing tips. Welcome to the show, Wes. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Misty? Awesome. So, you know, congrats on an amazing day uh, fishing in Tampa Bay, getting your inshore slam and then some. And from what I hear in general, the fishing was a little bit slow for everybody but you. Yeah, I would say it was definitely a slow day to start with. I mean, finding bait in the morning was uh, really key. Right. And to do to do that, we put in at Gandhi and had to run all the way to the Skyway to get bait. Everything inside the northern bay right now is a little on the small side. Right. So we had to make that really long run to the Skyway to get the right bait we needed to. But you know what? Having the right bait was really key because we ended up catching a lot of fish on a really strange bait that day. That's true. Now, initially, you know, you guys were targeting your inshore slam. You wanted snook, redfish, trout, and anything else you could get your hands on. Uh, First of all, you know, you guys went out. You finally found the bait. What kind of net were you all throwing, and what were you all catching bait-wise over by the Skyway? We were throwing a 12-foot humpback, 3-8-inch net. And we were in about eight foot of water next to the Skyway, and we were primarily targeting greenbacks and sardines. Everyone has a different name for them, but greenbacks was the main target. And as everyone knows, you got to have a good well of greenbacks to be successful inside Tampa Bay. Okay, so you guys loaded up on bait after you found them. And where was your first stop? Where did you guys go? 
we went way up inside behind Weedon Island and fished a couple docks. The tide was still a little low to get up inside Weedon as close as I was wanting to get. So we started off fishing a couple docks in some deep water, and we were catching a few snook, some mangrove snapper, uh, small redfish, just kind of getting the day started. And it really kind of slowed down for us way up inside Weedon Island around the dock. So okay. we kind of switched we kind of switched gears once the tide started flowing back in, went and grabbed a bite to eat. And when that tide got right, we went up by Wheaton Island next to a mirage of boats. So and I got a question for you, Wes, real quick here, because I got a feeling I know the docks and the potholes that you were fishing. And for some reason, I, I'm just having this feeling that I've taken you there before, and we've had a lot of success. Oh, are well, we talking the right area? Laying claim already before you uh, even get the story the same out. same area here? Yeah. I think we fished the same docks. They might have been somewhere <laughs> in the same vicinity. Right? <laughs> That's why you don't but, tell your buddies where to go. <laughs> oh, man. No, but you know what? I love I love, I love, love taking Wes fishing because he's just, you know, when he shows me things. He's a good angler. He's a real good angler. Real good he shows angler. me things, and I show him things, and, uh, you know, and, and then he comes back, and he, he'll change something up and say, hey, remember we did this? Well, I did this, and we killed it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Well, we're great. getting to that part. So, we're getting to that part. I'm just, so. trying to, I'm just trying to catch up. I yeah, just walked exactly. in and on this conversation. I'm thinking, well, I, I got a feeling I know where he was. Yeah. Now, Wes, you don't have to tell exactly where you were, even though the listeners really want to know. So, you know, you yeah. waited for that tide change, and, you know, you guys pulled up on Whedon Island and kind of, you know, jockeyed for your spot. I, I'm sure there were a lot of boats there. Uh, tell us what happened after that. So whenever I fish the redfish around Weedon Island, primarily I'd like to use live bait because it's so cool to get them chummed up and have them in a feeding frenzy. And we sat there and live chummed for a good while, five to ten minutes, and usually it doesn't take long to get those fish stirred up, but they were not showing up. So I looked back in the well, and there's two pinfish about hand size, eight to ten inches. And immediately in my head, I'm like, we got to put some cut bait out. We got to start stinking the water up. Yep. And that that's what saved us that day. Um, my buddy caught his personal best fish, which was a 32 and a half inch snook on a piece of cut bait. And so wait, let me just repeat that for everybody listening, because this is where I said, Wes, you've got to come on the show because nobody's going to believe you. Normally, from what I understand and how I've been fishing, you know, I don't know, the last 12 years in the Bay and whatnot, you know, not as long as Tommy and Wes, but I've never caught a snook on cut bait. So, you know, you say that to somebody and they're going to be like, yeah, right. You know, so, I mean, you guys pull up, throw out the cut bait, it, you know, fishing slow, and you guys nail a 32-inch snook. Right off the bat. And it was so cool because we had a couple rods out with, with greenbacks on and we would catch one or two fish but they were real small right and the fish that we kept catching on cut bait were all substantially larger it was mind-boggling that day they all wanted cut bait for some reason and, and what were y'all cutting up just thread fins or what were you using we were taking the pinfish and they were about eight inches long and you can get about four decent sized baits you want a bigger bigger chunk of bait so you can really cast it a long way and get it away from the boat because everyone knows how spooky you know fish are on the flats especially fishing in weed island everybody nicknames that spot the parking lot because right it looks like it's slammed full of boats on the weekends but 
you can really catch some good fish on cut bait because everyone hits those fish hard with live bait and you just got to wait them out and stink the water up with that cut bait and you you'll have some really good fish come to the boat so you know normally that's a good bait for redfish and you can catch some nice redfish even trout stuff like that you know but i never heard of snook and I, I mean, I, I wish I had a picture of the other boats that were around y'all when you guys just roll up in there, first cast, 32-inch snook. I mean, that's pretty phenomenal. What was the water clarity like, you know, because, uh, you know, was it really cloudy and you think that's why it was working? You know, what was the water clarity like where you guys were fishing? The water clarity was crystal clear. Wow. I, mean, I, could, I could see fish moving from us probably you know 40 50 yards away you could actually sight fish fish swimming but those fish wouldn't hit the live bait that close and we were casting our cut bait a lot farther than 50 yards away from the boat and i that's when we would hook up okay getting the bait really far away from the boat and letting it sit there and they'll they'll smell it just like a catfish they'll swim right up to it and chew it up it's just, it's just crazy, you know, and you think about such a predatory fish, you know, like snook. And, I mean, how many fish did you guys catch that day? We caught around 30 fish that day. And how many of them were on dead bait? I would say 29. Probably, no. <laughs> honestly, probably 20 of them were on dead bait. I mean, that's just, that's unheard of. It's usually the know? other way around. That's why I was like, man, you got to tell us. So, you know, uh, you guys use that technique a lot throughout the day. And after you moved off Whedon Island, I know you guys went a few other places uh, in the yeah. bay. For people that are new to the area or they haven't really fished the bay a lot, when you guys are out scouting for spots, if you don't already have one in mind, what are you looking for, uh, you know, in particular to find a good places to fish? You want to look for ambush points. Oyster bars are a really good place where water will flow past. Fish like to stage up there and just wait for the current to bring food to them. It's just like the drive-through. You want people to bring the food to you. Fish are the same exact way. And another really big thing to pay attention to is mullet because where there's a lot of mullet in the area, a lot of times there's a lot of redfish in the area as well. I've heard and, that a lot too. Follow the mullet. Well, Captain oh, West, yeah. thank you so much for sharing your story and your knowledge and experience. Uh, fishing, you know, the, the takeaway from this is be prepared for anything and don't be afraid to use anything. If nothing's working, cut up some bait, throw it out there, do what Wes and his buddy did. And Diversify you might and try exactly it all. Exactly. Do it all. Thanks so much, Wes. We're going to cut a break and take a quick commercial, pay a couple bills, and we'll be right back with Let's Take It Outside. The Florida lifestyle is all about being outside and being on the water. Freedom Boat Club gives you the freedom to make boating fun again. With over 20 locations and growing, there's always a Freedom Boat Club near you. They have a wide variety of brand new boats from center consoles, pontoons, or inshore. You never have to worry about the expense of boat storage or the dreaded boat repair. Tampa Bay Freedom Boat Club. Go to yourboatinglife.com and book your passport to freedom today. The plantation on Crystal River is Florida's number one staycation location. The fishing is phenomenal and the golf course is groomed and ready for action. Florida's number one spot to go scalloping or swim with the manatees. 
The plantation on Crystal River is the perfect location to plan that picture-perfect wedding. Full-service catering, dining, and spa. Go online and look for weekday specials. PlantationOnCrystalRiver.com Love your boat but hate the way it looks? Wrap your investment in the best. Sign Zoo. Turn some heads. Original marine wrap art concepts. Custom made just for you. One of a kind. It protects and preserves your boat's gel coat. If your boat is fading and you don't like the look anymore, wrap it. Best warranty and insured installation technicians. Stand out on land and on the water. Sign Zoo. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Hi, I'm Misty Wells, Tampa Bay Times Outdoor Correspondent. I'd like to invite you to check out my new video series called Let's Take It Outside. Every other Thursday, I'll take you on an adventure to a destination in the Sunshine State or beyond. From the water to the woods, discover ways to enjoy the outdoors with your family and friends. To see me live and in action, go to tampabay.com outdoors. The Tampa Bay Times, journalism that matters. Coastal Angler Magazine is a free national monthly publication in 35 different regions around the U.S. Coastal Angler Magazine is packed full of relevant fishing articles, local fishing reports from freshwater to saltwater, inshore to offshore. Love to hunt? Great. We've got you covered from bow hunting to rifle hunting, hunting blinds, food plots, camo, and new outdoor gear. Go to your local tackle shop, Bass Pro, or outdoor store to pick up a free issue of Coastal Angler Magazine. Minkota Trolling Motors. With built-in mega-down imaging, it'll take you from zero to fishing in no time at all. There's too much fun to stay indoors in Florida. Let's take it outside on 1250 WHNZ. Here's Misty Wells. Hey, everybody. What a great fishing report uh, from inshore. It just goes to show you, man, you got to try anything if nothing's working. And, you know, we had a great time, that shotgun in Turkey. We had a good time out in the woods this last weekend, Tommy and I. Uh, you know, giving, giving our shot at uh, trying to get a turkey. We didn't get a shot off on one. But we had a good time. We called a couple in, and it was pretty cool. We, had them. we actually had them about 10 feet from us, which was extremely exhilarating because, you know, I've never bird hunted before in my life. I love deer hunting. You know, I'm an avid bow hunter, and um, it was just really cool. I mean, it, the birds I told came you. in from behind us where we did not expect them to come from. When Misty had her back to me with a gun pointing out, and I just happened to look over my shoulder, and I was like, oh, my God, Misty, there's two giant ones running down the, the power line at us right now. And it was just, it was the most exhilarating thing. So now I think, You're honestly, hooked. I really want to become a better turkey hunter and call them in, and I really want to harvest a turkey. I know. So now let me tell you one guy that gives us one-stop shopping to pretty much be able to do anything, whether it's whitetail, turkey, Dove, fishing, 
you know, woods to water kind of thing. We've got Merrill Sport on the show, and this dude is the real deal. And he provides all this information free of charge on the Hunt Channel TV. Brains of the operation, Merrill. How you doing, bud? I'm fat and fine. How are you? Well, um, if I was any better, I'd be you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Hey, let's start over again. That introduction was really sweet. Why don't you try that again? Okay, here we go. Merrill, the brains of the operations, running the outdoors from the woods to the water. We got Merrill with the Hunt Channel TV. <laughs> I know, right? Now, you, first tell everybody, if they don't know, because we're still getting the word out there and telling everybody what you know, the channel's all about and how they can, you know, watch anything that they want 24-7. Tell everybody what the channel's all about. Well, it's just like you said. We've got a lot of established shows. We've got a lot of startup shows. And now we're going to add a new phase to it, you know, starting in second quarter. They'll be able to watch Let's Take It Outside with Misty Wells live, some of her footage. That's so right. We're going to take a lot of this action-packed, commercial-free people who are out there been trying to build their own YouTube channel, and and we're going to put them on a platform that's got over 60 million subscribers with a VOD platform that they can save their content in, and that doesn't include all our free mobile apps. We've also bought, you know, free mobile apps. I've got it on my phone. I show and share it with everybody. Yeah. I'm like, it's free to download. Put it on your phone. Yeah, and it's 24-7. We don't have infomercials running overnight. We have primetime programming running, whether it's 2 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're watching some segment of a primetime four-hour block. Exactly. Wow. And that's, you know, he's coming up with a new segment. You know, right now you can you can watch all these different shows and pick anything you want, but he's going Weekend Warriors Live. And that's, that's right. it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be what night of the week are you going to kick it off? We're going to do it on Friday nights, and hopefully it'll expand and end up weekend warriors the people that sign up for us on friday night and help us launch the thing uh if it ends up have we have to move it two nights a week we'll move them over to saturday night and let the the new ones that's coming on you know later we'll give them friday nights and we'll we'll upgrade to saturday night for the people who start the program with us but the main thing is is i always see i've been a producer since 1992 so i know a lot of the headaches of the producer world yep and, and the, the biggest thing that really kills most of them, of course, the sponsorship is a struggle. In the, the, the people say, well, how do people make money in it? Well, it's a simple business model. You know, they have uh, two avenues, or I mean, uh, one avenue of revenue, and they got two expenses, airtime and production. That's right. And what's left, what's that left over is what you make. And uh, if, if you don't bring in more than you spend out in producing and editing, then you lose. That's right. And you're going to be but in a I lot know, of bologna sandwiches. Well, and see, what I found out is it didn't do me any good to run combo packages for two quarters at $35 a week or one quarter for $50 a week if people were having to spend 1000 to 1500 to get it edited. Right. You see? And that that is really, I mean, to get editors, that's, that's really a, a skilled position. And, and people can't afford their time because there's people out there, real TV shows, that they're working for that can pay those rates, you know. 
some of them can make three or four thousand dollars for a 30 minute show depending on how much bells and whistles they have that's right you know and you got to make it worth it and make it quality as well and so you know that's in the tv world but the tv in my opinion my thoughts are is the tv world works when you can hit one button to start and one button to stop and sit in that recliner four hours and watch all you want to watch or two hours and not have to do anything else to it. Exactly, so, except open a 12-pack on occasion, open a new beer, you know, that's yeah, about cook, it. But yeah. the other thing about that is you don't have to be at home sitting in a recliner. Yeah. We were driving to Alabama oh, no. and bored oh, out of no. our mind and then pulled it up on the phone and started looking at stuff while we were driving. Well, I wasn't driving. I was looking at stuff while she was driving. Yeah. Yeah, you better clarify. He's a bad enough driver. I don't need him watching TV and driving. You know, geez, I got enough problems. But you see, what we'll do is we'll just do some little 15-second intros for these different shows just to break them up. But this is going to be a four-hour block, and then it's going to repeat, you know, five more times. So we're going to be giving these folks a lot of exposure that, you know, they never could have pulled off by themselves. That's right. And Meryl just solved the problem of your Friday night date night. Problem solved starting in April. Well, all they got to do is put a GoPro on the head and take off. You know? Yeah, no, you can sit with your honey, have a 12-pack and a cooler and a couple of snacks, and you can just watch, you know, Weekend Warriors and have a good time and get some good quality. Because you've got, I mean, you've got Michael Lee from Backwoods Life. I mean, his show is awesome. Exactly. You know, he does a lot of fun stuff. Talk about monster whitetail. And, you know, every time I see his yeah. stuff, I'm like, oh, killing me. I mean, he's a, he's a good hunter. He has a lot of fun shows to watch. You've got traditions outdoors. Of course, like you said, you know, you've got me. Let's take it outside, you know, and doing all kinds of stuff from, you know, woods to the yeah, water. We got, Kenyan, we got, yeah, we got Kenya Banks, too, Southern Boys Outdoors. Yep. Clips for me, you know. And that's all he does, you know, is, is a webisode clips. Yep, and, uh, and you can learn a lot. You know, we've learned a lot to brush oh, yeah. up. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's an, it's awesome. With some of the biggest names in the business, you know, uh, mm. on this Friday night. And what I really see this thing evolving into is I would love to be, I would love to form a, a Weekend Warriors network. I would love for this thing to grow to where I have enough content that I just keep expanding it because... What people want now is less commercials. They don't mind seeing a product. They don't mind somebody showing them a new product. Sure, they yeah. But they like, they like them to show them how to use it because a lot of these kids growing up this day and time and in the past 8 to 10 years hadn't really had that. You know, we got both parents working nowadays. That's right. There's a lot of information and a lot of kids have been taught how to hunt and fish by TV. And that all that's a hundred percent true. Keep the TV format, but let's just move it to where they're at. They're on social media. If you're not running on a, uh, a internet platform right now, you're not reaching. You're reaching very few thirty-five and unders with your products and your advertisements. That's, that's true. Right. You know, and how many people do you have watching the Hunt Channel right now? Right now, we're running anywhere from eighteen thousand to twenty-four thousand viewers a night during prime time. Wow! On the live stream, and we're doing about a hundred thousand, um, about a hundred thousand on um, VOD views each month. We used to do much more than that, but these webisode people are really going to help us. It, you know, anytime something's uh, good for two people, but for, for both sides, it's good for everybody. I got a good friend of mine always says, 
what are friends for if you can't use them? That's right. That's you know, right. and I'm they, helping they get the word out. A lot of truth to that, you know. Yeah, a lot of truth in that because they're giving me content. I'm giving them eyeballs. That's right. You can't do it without contact. They're never going to make any money or get their products free or get any sponsorship without eyeballs. Well, you know, so it's I, a win-win. I, it is, and, and i got to tell you, I consider you one of our friends. He and is. Misty considers you a friend. And so Heck we yeah. want to use you, and we want to come out, and we want to go hunting. We want to go kill something really amazing. Maybe, you know, Misty's biggest buck ever. Maybe a, a nice— We need uh, to take Merle fishing. Uh, That's what I'm you saying. You need to come down here and go fishing with oh, us yeah. and, and let us uh, let us come up there and go hunting with you guys. Now, listen, real quick before we go to the bottom of the hour, Merle, thank you so much for telling everybody how they can get up-to-date live shows right away with no commercials for free 24-7 Hunt Channel TV. You got to download it, put the app on your phone, watch it online, watch Weekend Warriors. We're going to have more info about it and put a blast out about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Merle, thank you so much. And I know coming up soon, not going to spoil your surprise, couple more weeks we've got some new big announcements we're talking about more eyeballs that's the name of the game absolutely we're gonna drop that anchor go to the bottom of the hour we'll be right back with let's take it outside let's take it outside on 1250 whnc for hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors, here's Misty Wells. Misty Wells. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on part two of Let's Take It Outside. If you missed the first half an hour, we had Captain Wes, and he was giving us some insider information on your inshore slam in Tampa Bay, Florida. I'm telling you, you won't believe it. I'm not going to... You know, I'm not going to ruin the surprise, so you got to tune in and listen. But if you didn't catch the first part, you can always go to the iHeartRadio app and listen to it or the podcast on WHNZ. But we are switching gears right now. We are jumping into something that is huge and getting bigger by the week, high school bass fishing teams. And I wish they would have had one when I was in school. Don't you, Tommy? Oh, I mean, come on. Let's face it. You would have yep. definitely made better grades. So, oh, yeah, I would you know, I I'd mean, have graduated this... with uh, with scales. Or right. Scholars. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I want to introduce our next guest. And I'm proud to say that this is his first official interview. So when he is big in the bass world and I see it coming all day long, you heard it here first on Let's Take It Outside. I've got angler Bailey Bevers from Georgia on the phone with us. And uh, he's going to tell us all about it and what it's like to fish on a high school bass fishing team. Welcome to the show, Bailey. Thank you, Misty. You know, it's so great to have you on the show. And, uh, you know, like I said, they did not have fishing teams, uh, you know, when I was in school back in the olden days. And uh, first of all, tell us, you know, how do you get on the team and, you know, how many anglers do you all have right now? Um, so... It all kind of depends on your school. Right. The schools in my county don't have teams. Um, So I was just lucky enough to find a school that did have a team. Or quit school and go to one that does if you don't. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yes, Yes, ma'am. But in order to get on a team, one of the big key factors that took me a while to make it onto this team was you needed a boat. Uh Uh-huh. But my partner who I fished with, his name is Jeremy. His dad, um, I'd love to say thank you, Mr. Mike Zick. Yep. He 
he offered to bring me under his wing and put me on his boat. And so that kind of is what kick-started my career for fishing for South Forsyth High School. Which is great. You know, I mean, he's new into it, 10th grade, you know, so uh, he's not new into fishing, but he's new to, you know, really tournament fishing and, and being on a team. And lately, you guys have been doing really good. Tell us a little bit about uh, a few of the tournaments that y'all have been fishing and where you guys have placed at. So we fished a couple of tournaments on Lanier. And we just recently fished one on Lake Hartwell, which okay. we pretty good on. And that's all in Georgia, right? Close to where y'all are? Okay. Lake Hartwell, we were fishing on the South Carolina side. Okay. Um, but recently we had a tournament last weekend on Lanier, which we did the best at. Um, we placed 13th out of 110 boats. That's pretty good. Which is yeah. around 200 to 220 anglers. Wow. And what yeah, was your really best fish that day for you personally? I had a four-and-a-half to five-pound spot that we did lose at the side of the boat. Which is heartbreaking, yeah. you know. That, that's yeah. one of those live and learn, you know, you, you think you're doing a certain thing. How did y'all lose that fish at the boat? We did not use a net. Okay. I reached down and grabbed it just in the heat of the moment, and it shook the hook. Ugh, painful, painful. But you still yeah. caught that, that fish, and you said it was a, um, a, a spotted? Yes, ma'am. It was a spotted bass. You shared some information with me the other day that you learned because you're, you know, you're constantly researching and practicing and things like that. Tell everybody what you learned about spotted bass, which I think is going to kind of change the way they fish for them. Um, I've recently learned that spotted bass um, over the years have gone from looking out to looking up in the brush pile. Which means obviously you're going to change your method of fishing. Yes, ma'am. Instead of bringing maybe like a jig or a shaky head next to the brush pile, which was traditionally what most people did right. to pull the fish out of the brush pile, throwing something more like a spinner bait or a crankbait or a fish head spin over the top of it, you're going to be more more likely to get bit and catch some of those bigger fish. That's pretty awesome. Wow. That's a great tip. Did you know that, Tommy? Uh, actually, I didn't. You know, I, when I go bass fishing, you know, my go-to bait, hands down, is a spinner, spinner bait or a swim bait. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll I'll take a big four inch paddle tail swim bait, and I mean, I'll you can you can rig it weedless and just rip it through any grass, weeds, hydrilla, lily pads, anything. And I'm not much of a I don't know him as well as <laughs> as probably he does. But yeah. I mean, we go and we're we're successful. We catch them, but I, I'm nowhere in the in the in the understanding and learning division of bass fishing. To He's where, ate up with it. He's ate up yeah, with it. Yeah, he is. He's, he would probably whoop my butt. Oh, I know he we would. Okay, we want oh, to have yeah. to have a bass off fishing contest. You yeah. know, and one thing I was curious about is, you know, when you're fishing in these tournaments, Bailey, you're going and fishing to places that you've never been before. You may not even get to pre-fish. What do you guys do to prepare for that? Because that's pretty tough. Yes, ma'am. I mean, it's all just doing whatever you can trying to call people that may have fished the lake or just researching the lake what the water temps like um, maybe if you'd fished it in the previous year kind of try and take some of the information off of there just right. what the fish were doing um, but for most lakes you can you can pull some of the same knowledge I mean if the water temps around 57 to 62 degrees some of the fish are going to start to go back and start spawning and getting on beds so that's kind of just some sort of key factor that I kind of always rely on a little bit. And just really doing your research and breaking it down and and probably looking at, you know, like Tommy loves Google Maps and zooming in and checking out the terrain and the, like you said, the water temp and 
Uh, you know, the cool thing about social media, too, is you can kind of look on people's stuff that fish there uh, and just see what they're catching and, and kind of get acclimated because, you know, I'm sure you guys, you know, any help that you can get, any intel, um, you know, is priceless. Yes, ma'am. So, I mean, you're you're starting your career uh, now, and, you know, Bailey's really taking it serious and, um, you know, uh, wanting to go to college, maybe on a scholarship, and, and who knows, maybe do it professional, and uh, we just never know where it's going to go. And you, you have set up a couple of, uh, you know, social media outlets on your Instagram and YouTube where people, uh, as you start to build your channels and everything, they can follow you. Share that with everybody, like what you've got going on there. So right now I've got a Instagram and a YouTube. Those are going to be my two main platforms to post on. Right. But I'm in the process of working on a Facebook, a website, and a Snapchat as well. Well, I hope you have time to fish keeping up with all that. What's what's uh, your channel names and all that? For my Instagram channel, it's Bevers Outdoors. It's all lowercase with no space. Mm-hmm. And for my YouTube channel, it's Bevers Outdoors, capital B and capital O with a space. Perfect. See, I like that you did it outdoors because I know, you know, not only are you a fisherman, you're also a hunter as well. I know, you know, we're focused on the bass fishing right now. Um, but th that way you can add add more stuff and, and, you know, start working with your sponsors. And one thing I want everybody to keep in mind is uh, tell everybody where you go to school and the name of your fishing team as well. I go to South Forsyth High School. It's out of Forsyth County in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And the name of our fishing team is just the South Forsyth Bass Fishing Team. See, and I talked to Bailey's uh, fishing coach today, which is also his vice principal. He sounds like a really cool dude. My principal was not like that. Um, he and I knew each other very well in high school. And, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, exactly. I went back to do the fishing club at high school, and they're like, Misty, do you know where the principal's office is? I'm like, unless you moved it, I know exactly where it is, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I knew my way right back there to the principal's office. But, uh, you know, they're always looking for help, uh, whether it's in sponsorship with finances or whether you've got tackle, rods, reels. Hey, Bailey needs a boat, by the way. So if you've got a nice bass boat that you're looking to give to a good cause and uh, help the, keep these kids out on the waters and keep, you know, these kids are interested in the outdoors. This is our next generation. So all you guys and girls out there that have, you know, a uh, tackle shop or a boat shop or motors or whatever, these are your future customers, and we got to keep them out on the water and keep them fishing, right, Bailey? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so, you know, we can give, you know, them a, a lot of exposure with what you're doing. So for a beginner bass fisherman, uh, before we have to go, what are some good tips as a beginner that you could share um, with some kids that are like, hey, man, I want to be like Bailey, and I want to start bass fishing? What would you tell them? You just, you got to... You got to do your research and just find somebody who you find interesting and somebody who can teach you a lot. Um, for me, for me, that was John B., a YouTuber. Right. My dad. I grew up fishing with my dad on my grandfather's lake, and um, he was the first person who made me throw a baitcaster. Mm -hmm. I used to hate him because I'd throw it and get backlash and bird's nests and all sorts of problems with him. But he really made me start throwing it and get used to it and made me try new baits. And that was really just kind of what kick-started my career and just my love for fishing. So, Bailey, I got to tell you real quick here. Misty and I were at the Plantation Inn, 
and we were fish bass fishing there, and we were with a guide up there, and he handed her a bait caster, and here, throw this. And I looked at him, and I looked at her, and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Instant bird nest. Let me tell you something. She picked that Rocked thing it. up. He told her how to use it. Never backlash that reel all day. And caught more fish than anybody, Bailey. That's yeah. how I roll. Yep. You know. Yes, ma'am. Hey, everybody. You guys got to go to Bevers Outdoors, Bailey Bevers in Georgia. You got to follow him, our next superstar, on the Bass Fast Track. Bailey, thanks so much for being on Let's Take It Outside. We look forward to keeping up with you and following you. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with Let's Take It Outside. The Florida lifestyle is all about being outside and being on the water. Freedom Boat Club gives you the freedom to make boating fun again. With over 20 locations and growing, there's always a Freedom Boat Club near you. They have a wide variety of brand new boats from center consoles, pontoons, or inshore. You never have to worry about the expense of boat storage or the dreaded boat repair. Tampa Bay Freedom Boat Club. Go to yourboatinglife.com and book your passport to freedom today. The plantation on Crystal River is Florida's number one staycation location. The fishing is phenomenal and the golf course is groomed and ready for action. Florida's number one spot to go scalloping or swim with the manatees. The plantation on Crystal River is the perfect location to plan that picture-perfect wedding. Full-service catering, dining, and spa. Go online and look for weekday specials. PlantationOnCrystalRiver.com Love your boat but hate the way it looks? Wrap your investment in the best. Sign Zoo. Turn some heads. Original marine wrap art concepts. Custom made just for you. One of a kind. It protects and preserves your boat's gel coat. If your boat is fading and you don't like the look anymore, wrap it. Best warranty and insured installation technicians. Stand out on land and on the water. Sign Zoo. So you think listening to Let's Take It Outside is going to get you a box of baits every month? (laughs) Come on. Hi, I'm KVD from Mystery Tackle Box. And if you really want to discover new baits every month, you'll listen here to this box. It's no ordinary box. That is a mystery tackle box. Now, unlike the episode of Let's Take It Outside you're about to enjoy, this box comes to your house every month. And unlike the episode, this box has a whole bunch of baits inside. So go on. Check out mysterytacklebox.com and save a shad load on your first box. Coastal Angler Magazine is a free national monthly publication in 35 different regions around the U.S. Coastal Angler Magazine is packed full of relevant fishing articles, local fishing reports from freshwater to saltwater, inshore to offshore. Love to hunt? Great. We've got you covered from bow hunting to rifle hunting, hunting blinds, food plots, camo, and new outdoor gear. Go to your local tackle shop, Bass Pro, or outdoor store to pick up a free issue of Coastal Angler Magazine. Hummingbird is America's favorite fish finder, helping you find fish easier with the best imaging, clearest sonar, and the most accurate maps and charts in the whole industry. There's too much fun to stay indoors in Florida. Let's take it outside on 1250 WHNZ. 
Here's Misty Wells. That's right. Rev up those engines because we're just getting started. We've had a great show so far. We're talking the Hunt Channel. We're talking inshore slam fishing with Captain Wes. We had Merrill, the founder of the Hunt Channel TV, on here with a big announcement about Weekend Warriors. We had up-and-coming bass star Bailey Bevers out of Georgia. And now we're switching gears to Alabama, one of Tommy's favorite places to go. We were just there a few days ago That's right. trying to find me a turkey. By the way, roll tide roll. Yeah, oh no, here we go, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. so I want to welcome a, you know, this guy uh, is an amazing fishing coach. And the, these kids are tearing it up. And then also I want to, to talk to him about what he was doing last weekend. So I want to introduce Jay Matthews from Briarwood Christian and that's in Birmingham, Alabama, and they have Winning Edges show on the Jimmy Houston Network right now. How are you doing, Jay? Misty, great, and I liked hearing that Roll Tide. That made me feel right. Yeah, home. yeah. I'm just saying, you yes, got a big sir. Alabama fan right over here, you know. <laughs> uh, and we were just there uh, giving our hand at uh, turkey hunt, and we've got a, a lease up there, and uh, you know working on our decoys and our calls and stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun. It's beautiful in Alabama right now. Oh, it was amazing. And every time I keep up with you, I just get jealous. You do so many fun things. Oh, really? Because (laughs) I was just wondering what, I think you should share with everybody what you were doing last weekend up in, I think you were in Knoxville. Knoxville. We were. We, We had a couple of guys on our high school fishing team win the national championship. Hold on, did you just say yeah. win, win the, the national, national championship? championship. <laughs> he says that no, so, you know, yeah, nonchalantly. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, well, we went up and uh, won the national championship. around here at Alabama, we kind of are used to it. Oh, I knew that was coming. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but anyways, part of that uh, it, uh, great honor is they get to take part in the high school uh, classic that goes on along with the Bassmaster Classic with the elites. Mm-hmm. And so they got to participate for the whole week. Um just got the whole experience and, and got to walk across the stage on wow. Saturday. But I got invited up on Friday along with that. My good friend Doyle Powell uh, had Jimmy and Hank and um, Bill dance together for a sponsor's dinner. And That's Hank, a hoot. Now you're talking Hank Parker, right? I did, yeah, Hank yeah. Parker. And, uh, so they, they got a chance to say thank you to the sponsors, and I got a chance to sneak in on that with my wife, and we just had a great time. Aren't they? When you get Jimmy and Bill, I haven't met Hank, but when you get Jimmy and Bill together, talk about the best night ever. Oh, we laughed, uh, and they told stories, and I mean, it was uh, it was it was a blessing. I, mean, I grew up watching those guys. Yeah, they truly are heroes. So they it's are. Been a little bit of a, a surreal experience. I know you're like pinch me, honey. I'm I'm not really sure what's going on, but I <laughs> love got, it. Well, you know, Misty and I got were fortunate enough to spend. Five hours on a boat with Bill, Jimmy, and, and Roland. Yeah. And I'm going to tell that? you right now, you talk about side splitters. <laughs> it was nonstop all day with those three. So I know exactly where you're coming from when you say, you know, the laughs and the jokes came all night. And the, your kids, the, the kids on the team, had to be freaking out because, I mean, you know, uh, these guys are, are not only – some of the bass fish, best bass fishermen in the world. I mean, they're icons and uh, really just brought everything to a whole new level. Well, when we started our team eight years ago, I could have never imagined all of the different great opportunities it provides for our students. 
and it just keeps on and on. I mean, they've had a chance to be with Brent Chapman on his Pro versus Joe show, and and then I, I, I'm very thankful. I'm I fished with Jimmy. It's going to actually be on this Sunday. Ooh! And so my show with him. My biggest regret is I didn't kiss a fish. Uh, oh no! I'm so bad about that. Well, I have uh, a great idea, Jay. Yeah. You'll just have to do it again. Do it again. That's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we can fix that. We'll just That's we'll right. do that again. That's no big deal. Now I want to I want to focus in on on something I especially love, of course, is uh, Jordan and Sadie yes. uh, that is on your team. Tell everybody a little bit about those awesome girls. So well, we have a uh, two girl boat, uh, Jordan. Martins, that's Aaron Martin's daughter, mm-hmm. and Sadie Stanford. Jordan's a tenth grader, and Sadie's an eighth grader, and they okay. they also have one of the shows on their Winning Edges shows on Jimmy's Network. But but they were the first all girl boats to ever win uh, a bass tournament uh, in the association that we fish in in Alabama. So how cool is uh, that? Down at Lake Eufaula, they were the next to last oh, yeah. team to weigh in, and the team from Jemison had a nice bag, 17 pounds. And they came in and, w- and laid down 19.22 oh, yeah. the entire tournament. And my favorite part of that is the rest of our guys, we have a six-team uh, club, boats. Right. So there were ten guys, and they were cheering them on and, and were loud. And it's been, a, it's been a great thing to see our guys really support these girls. But they can really fish. Um, and then uh, Aaron walked across the Bassmaster stage on Saturday, and he – he kind of blamed Jordan for stealing his mojo for the week. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that's what Tommy does to me every time I outfish him, which is quite oh. often. It just happened in Alabama catfishing. I mean, you know, I'm it just did. saying. She whooped you know, me on the catfish. Yeah, you know, I, he says that same thing. But, you know, tell Aaron not to be too sad about it. You know, he might as well get used to it because the girls can keep up and, you know, sometimes they exceed. And, it, you know, I love that they're all, like you said, in it together, supporting each other. It doesn't matter great team who building. you are, and they're on the t- they're all on the same team. Yeah. So a win for them is a win for everybody, and you know for Aaron and all of them. And I, you know, I know that that comes from good coaching through you, and you know that's one of the reasons why we want to keep these kids out on the water and fishing and and doing what they're doing in in something positive with their time. And hey, you know, you can even catch dinner. So there. Well, in in high school fishing. Uh, has been an incredible experience for me just to see i mean uh, our show that we use we actually have students from other schools fish with us and the camaraderie uh and the relationship between the high school anglers and even the college anglers helping these guys out yep. from time to time they want to beat each other's eyes out i mean but they're also for one another exactly very healthy, very healthy competition I want everybody to be second next to me. I have no problem with that, you know. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I I agree. I mean, and even in the fishing community, um, and I love that it's you know with the high school and the college kids as well. It's just that they're all bonding together. They're all competing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and you know, I just love that they're doing that, and and what you're doing to to excel these kids. Tell everyone, you know, obviously you can go to jhl.tv and watch not only Roland, Jimmy, me, these guys on Winning Edges, um, you know, on the network is totally free. All you have to do is subscribe. But how can they also follow you guys, like, on your social media and keep up with what you guys are doing on a week-to-week basis? Because it's season. Yeah, and we, we do have a Broward Bass team uh, on, on Facebook, and then uh, we just have a Twitter for our entire athletic program. So 
the bass team is a big part of just athletics here at our school and, and is embraced and it's just a great uh, spirit uh, as far as everyone jumping on board being a part of that uh, obviously the JHL TV has been just an incredible for us and then the Winning Edges TV show even led to us putting out a, a handbook uh, for high school anglers. Isn't that cool? Um, called uh, Winning Edges Fishing. It's on Amazon.com. Aaron Martin wrote the forward and has a bunch of uh, tips in it. And then uh, Randy Howell recently promoted it on his social media. So it's been a, been a lot of fun. It's it's uh, something that we we're excited about, uh, but also very humbled about now what are i'm sorry go ahead no i I had a question for you because it's really interesting that these kids in high school are on these teams and then i would you know i watch i watch the outdoor channel and the hunt channel and stuff all the time at home and sometimes drives missy crazy but all the what the cool thing is is i see these collegiate bass championships where there's like 10 12 15 different colleges and these kids going in now can these kids go from high school can they get a scholarship through bass fishing from their high school to to go to the next college, is there is there a fishing scholarship actually out there for these kids? There are programs out there, and, and my senior Grayson Morris, uh, he uh, on signing day, national signing day, where everybody signed in football, baseball, scholarship, soccer, he signed with the University of Montevallo, which is here in Alabama, as part of the President's Outdoor Scholars Program. How cool is that? Uh, but there's, I mean, uh, we met the coaches at Bryan College at the Classic. They just signed Randy Howell's son. So there are certain schools, Bethel and others, uh, that have different uh, levels of their program. Some of them are club level, but uh, I know that there are some schools you can even not only get to a uh, room, tuition, board, and a boat, <laughs> rap boat. See, what else do you need? So, I mean, if you're not into maybe organized team sports or you want to switch it up a little bit, you know, stay in school, do your work, and start fishing. Yeah, Tommy wants to go back to school. 47, I'm going to college. Put him back in. Well, Jay, (laughs) thank you so much for being on the show and uh, sharing your great experiences. Uh, Tell all the kids congrats from us. We're going to be keeping up with you. Winning Edges, follow them on social media, Twitter, buy the book. Uh, Next week... The fishing in the Keys is hot. We're going to be talking the Key West Marlin Tournament coming up in July from the woods to the water. We're going to be heading out turkey hunting and coming up soon with the launch of the new episode of Deadliest Catch, Captain Keith Colburn. Drop that anchor and don't forget to stay tuned next week for Let's Take It Outside.